0: Touch of God on the singing today. Luke chapter twenty-three, verse number thirty-three. This morning, then we're going to go over to Philippians chapter uh, four and verse number nineteen. This morning, if you found your place, sir. Uh, Saint Luke chapter twenty-three, verse number uh, verse number thirty-three. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them, derived him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, And saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a subscription also was written over him in the letters of the Greek and Latin and Hebrew This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which was hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answered, rebuked him, saying, Doest not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Jesus said to him, Verily I say unto thee today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. Philippians 4 and verse 19 said, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you. You may be seated. Our fathers, we come to you this morning. We come today, Lord, and we're thankful, Lord, that we have uh, built our life upon the solid rock and the solid foundation, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. We're thankful, Lord, that we have you, uh, Lord, to be our preacher. We have you as our prophet. Uh, Lord, we have you, Lord, as our Pattern, Lord, to go by. We have you as our priest to intercede for us, uh, Lord, in our behalf, Lord. We have you, uh, Lord, that is our prophet to let us know what the future holds. And we have you, Lord, as the answer of all of the promises of God. Lord, we ask today, Lord, this good presence of the Lord that, uh, Lord, that we have prayed for and God is allowed to be here today. And uh, Lord, you put the service together. And uh, the Holy Ghost has put it all together. And uh, Lord, we know you're not done yet. Uh, Lord, help the, help this uh, little young girl, Lord, uh, that is troubled enough to come to the altar. And I pray you'd help her, Lord. I can't, but you can. And Lord, I pray for others might be lost throughout this building today. Uh, God, that you might speak to their heart and those of us that are saved. That, Lord, we might be more thankful of it when we leave than we did when we come. And Lord, be careful to thank you for being our Savior. And being the one to forgive us of our sins, we're thankful, Lord Jesus, this morning for all that you've done for us. We ask it in Christ's name, amen and amen. Amen. It's been said that the cross is God at his best and man at his worst. And uh, I believe that'd be a a good statement to make about the cross. Thank God for the cross. Amen. Amen. And the Bible said that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching He went on to tell us a few verses down that the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to those who believe it is the power of God unto salvation. Uh, We come here this morning to this scripture there that always moves me. Uh, If I don't know nothing but read it, it moves me when it said, and they came to the place which is called Calvary. Uh, That always touches me somehow or another, Amen. The psalmist declared, he said, that man, man in general, that man is poor and needy. He said man's poor and needy. Amen. Amen. But the Bible said over in Philippians that God would supply all of our need. The sinner's outlook today, for the most part, and always has been, the sinner's outlook is that I have need of nothing. Uh, That I'm alright, I don't need anything, I have need of nothing. But we know that's not true this morning. Amen. And I'm glad that every need uh, every need that we have, the cross supplies our greatest need. Amen. I want to preach on that this morning. The cross supplies our greatest need. I read here in the Bible where it said there in verse 39, uh, it said through verse 41, it said in one of the malefactors which was hanged railed on him saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us." But the other answered, rebuked him, saying, Doest not thou fear God, sin thou art in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly? For we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing. I'm talking this morning about the sinner's greatest need. Uh, The sinner's greatest need is supplied in every way at the cross. Uh, And one of the things we see, first of all, uh, is that we see that the cross uh, uh, the cross provides the facts that we as sinners need to be faced with. Uh, uh, when we look at this scripture here, it brings us to face what many times we don't want to face. Amen. Uh, but the cross does that better than anything else that I know of. The cross does that. Uh, uh, you see, when we come to the cross, uh, uh, and we view Calvary, and we look at the cross... Uh, uh, we're able to see there that the sinner uh, is condemned Amen uh, uh, you, someone said "Well, that preacher uh, his preaching really condemns me uh, no ma'am I can't do that no sir I can't do that uh, uh, the Bible says uh, God said he sent his son into the world uh, not to condemn the world uh, uh, but the world through him might be saved uh, you say why didn't he come and condemn the world because they're already condemned uh, uh, Nobody has to preach anything or say anything. We're already uh, uh, under the condemnation of God. Amen. We need to see ourselves... has condemned sinners before we get saved. Uh, uh, We need to be faced with the facts that we are under the condemnation of God. Uh, That's not something's going to happen when you die. That's not going to happen somewhere down the road. Uh, You're already under the condemnation of God uh, if you're lost without the Lord and have never received Him as your personal Savior. Amen. 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 Uh, The Bible says it so plainly. The Bible said in Romans 3 and verse 10 "Uh, uh, There's none righteous, no not one. He says down in verse 23, he said there in Romans 3 and verse 23, he said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He says in Romans 5 and 12, Wherefore by one man sin entered into the world, uh, and death by sin. He said in 1 Kings 8 and 46, uh, uh, There's not a man upon the earth that sinneth not. Uh, and so that we're all sinners. Uh, and when we look at the cross, you know, people don't like to look at the cross. Uh, uh, sometimes they don't unsaved people don't like to hear preaching about the cross. Uh, Uh, But the cross provides us with the facts that we need to face. Uh, If you're lost this morning without the Lord, uh, you are a sinner condemned. Uh, But not only are you a sinner condemned, uh, that's what he said here. He said, uh, we're in the same condemnation. Uh, He said, we're already condemned. Uh, uh, He said, look at that. Then we see here that when we come to the place, and here's where you're getting close to getting saved, uh, when you come to the place that you realize uh, not only that you are under the condemnation of God, But you deserve it. Amen. Uh, uh, You deserve it. Uh, uh, The Bible said, He said there in verse 41, we indeed justly. uh, uh, One of them. I'll tell you, folks are getting close to getting saved Uh, uh, when they start talking like that. uh, uh, When they start saying, I deserve to go to hell. I ought to be in hell with my back broke. Uh, I deserve worse than what I'm getting. Uh, I'll tell you, when a sinner faces the facts and realizes that, uh, He's not far from the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, But as long as they're talking like this, uh, oh, I'm not that bad. I never did kill nobody. Uh, uh, I never did do this or I never did do that. Uh, fact of the business is uh, uh, we've all done plenty to condemn us. Amen. Uh, uh, And I want you to know that uh, uh, the sinner is deserving. I'd hate it today, but if somebody died lost without the Lord and they went to hell, according to the Bible, they deserve it. I deserve to go to hell. Amen. Uh, Everybody deserved to go to hell. Uh, uh, That was what we deserved. But you see, uh, we look at things out of our eyes instead of out of God's eyes. Uh, And we look at it out of our eyes. Uh, uh, We compare ourselves with other people. And we always compare ourselves with somebody uh, that's a little worse off we think than we are. Amen. Uh, I want you to know this morning that we are uh, all looking uh, at ourselves through our own eyes. Uh, but when you begin to look at yourself through the eyes of Jesus uh, and you see yourself the way Jesus seen you, uh, then you're able to uh, be able to see where you're at and what you need. Amen. Amen. I read about a man and a woman that they bought a house uh, in, uh, in a neighborhood, nice neighborhood. They bought a house uh, out in the country and they said that uh, every morning they'd eat breakfast uh, and the and the big wind out from their kitchen window there uh, uh, it looked across to the neighbor's yard uh, and uh, the neighbor lady, she had one of them old-time clothes lines like used to everybody had, uh, and uh, she'd always wash in the morning, take her clothes out there and hang them up, uh, and they'd sit there and eat breakfast uh, and as they looked at that woman hanging up her wash. Uh, uh, the woman said, "You know what? Said her wash ain't real clean." Uh, and uh, the next morning, she was hanging out wash. Uh, and the man said, "You know her wash is not really clean. Maybe she needs to use a different dish detergent. Maybe uh, she needs to use more Clorox or bleach. Uh, uh, her wash is always dirty." Uh, I said one morning they got up, uh, and the woman said, "Look at there." Said uh, uh, she must have changed uh, detergent. She must have added more bleach uh, uh, because her wash is all clean today Uh, and the man said no Uh, he said I washed the window you know a lot of times uh, uh, we we look at people we look at people through a dirty window of our own amen Uh, I I want you to know that you and I, that all of us, we need need, uh, the Lord to wash the windows so that you and I can see ourselves the way that we really are. Amen. Uh, Amen. You see, we don't deserve anything. We've already... Uh, Before we even set our feet on the floor this morning, God had already loaded us down with blessings. Amen. We don't deserve nothing this morning. We're like the little old boy that uh, went down to the... Uh, to the big uh, market store, clothing store, around Christmas time, and they had Santa there, and the kids were getting up in his lap, and they were uh, telling Santa what they wanted. Uh, And a little old boy climbed up in his lap, and Santa said, what do you want, son? Uh, He said, well, he said, I want a new bicycle. Uh, He said, I want a Daisy BB gun. I want a basketball. I want a football. Uh, uh," He said, "I, I I want... a little truck I want a little car and he said I want some roller skates and the old man said son said that's a pretty long list there he said I, I'll have to check your record he said well don't go to all that trouble just give me the roller skates amen. <laughs> that's the way a lot of us are we don't want God to check the record because if God checked the record we wouldn't even be deserving of what we do get amen And uh, you know why we get it? It ain't because of our goodness or our godness. Uh, uh, It's because of grace. It's because of the Lord Jesus. Uh, Everything that God gives us, uh, uh, He gives us for His sake, for Christ's sake. Amen. I'm glad for that. But uh, we see the sinner there. But ain't it a great day, ain't it a great day when you go to Calvary and you go to Calvary and for the first time there uh, at the cross, at the cross uh, uh, where I first saw the light. Uh, amen. It's a great day uh, uh, when the sinner begins to get enlightened about the, his his condition, about hell, about heaven, about the Savior. Amen. Uh, uh, you see in verse 44, Matthew 27, it says uh, uh, that both of these thief, both of these malefactors. they cast the same thing in our teeth. In other words, uh, uh, they was both saying the same thing. Uh, if you're Christ, come down from the cross. Uh, uh, if you're rid of who you say you are, if you're the Son of God. Uh, uh, but you know what? The longer they gazed upon the cross, uh, uh, one of them had a change of heart, thank God. Uh, uh, listen to me, friend. Uh, uh, if you're lost and undone without God or His Son, uh, uh, just keep gazing on the cross. I uh, uh, Just keep keep reading Matthew 26, 27, John 19, uh, uh, Mark 14, uh, uh, Luke 23 and 24. uh, uh, Just keep gazing upon the cross. Uh, It'll take on you, buddy. Uh, Amen. You keep looking at the love that God had uh, uh, for a bunch of sinners like us. Uh, I'm glad that the cross, the cross, uh, it provides us with the facts we need to face this morning. That we're lost and undone and on the way to hell Uh, let me say this the cross provides once we face the facts the cross provides the possibility for the forgiveness we need Amen. amen you see once we realize we're a sinner we realize we need forgiveness amen the bible said there in verse 34 Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Uh, They know not what they do. Now, there was a time God winked at their ignorance, uh, uh, but God commandeth all men now to repent. Amen. Uh, uh, Now the problem is that we don't know what we do. The problem is we know what we do and we do it anyway. Amen. Uh, But I want you to know that thank God Calvary made a way. Thank God that we can be forgiven. Uh, Oh, thank God God, I'm glad this morning that there is forgiveness uh, at the cross. Amen. I'd hate to have to live all my life with the condemnation that a sinner has Uh, uh, once he's been enlightened by the Holy Ghost uh, and got that guilty feeling. Uh, I said when I got saved, uh, I remember the guilt. Amen. I remember the guilt. Uh, I said I, I, I said, I felt like I'd killed somebody and it wasn't but 10-year-old. I, I, but I heard Billy Mitchell say many years later, he said, when I got saved, he said, I felt like I'd killed somebody. And he said, I found out later on I had. I, I, I'd helped crucify Jesus with my sins. Amen. I, and so we see the forgiveness that is needed. I, I see the person here. I, you say, what? He's on that cross. I, I, they said these over Mark 2 they said who can forgive sins but God alone Amen uh, there ain't nobody but God that can forgive sin. Uh, uh, the Pope can't do it. Your preacher can't do it. Uh, uh, nobody can forgive sin but God himself. Uh, uh, you say why is that brother Rick? Because the psalmist David said uh, in Psalm 51 and 4 uh, he said against thee and thee only have I sinned. Uh, uh, why he would sinned with Bathsheba. He would sinned with Uriah. He would sinned all over the place. Uh, but he said God against thee and thee only have I sinned. I want you to know it ain't right with nobody until it's right with God. Amen. Amen. The Bible said that. Amen. Jesus taught about forgiveness all throughout his ministry. Uh, Did you ever realize how much Jesus taught about forgiveness and he didn't need none? Why? When he taught about prayer he said in Matthew 6 He said, when you pray, He said, forgive others their trespasses as your Father has forgiven you. In other words, He said that unforgiveness would hinder your prayers. Amen. Did you know that the Lord, uh, He practiced what he preached uh, on the cross, he said, and he masked him on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. Uh, uh, did you know that a person don't have to ask you for you to forgive them? Uh, uh, that's what Jesus did on the cross. Uh, he forgave them. Uh, did you know he gave us that personal example there on the cross? Matthew 18, he called it, taught a great parable there. And Peter said there in verse 21, Peter said, Lord, how often shall I forgive my brother's sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. Jesus said unto him, I say unto thee, until seven times, but until seventy times. Seven. That's a lot of forgiveness. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven like unto a certain king which would take account of his servants. Now that king would be God. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me. I will pay thee all. And the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosened him and forgave him his debt. But the same servant went out and found out his fellow servant which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what thou owest me. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Verse 32, The the king said, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all thy debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wrought and delivered him uh, uh, to the tormentors. Uh, uh, Did you know that when we don't forgive, uh, when we don't find forgiveness at the cross, uh, when we don't have our sins forgiven at the cross, uh, you know what it is. It's torment, brother. It's torment. Amen. Uh, uh, You get in misery. You're miserable as a sinner. i tell you, one of the worst things in the world uh, is guilt. Amen. Guilt. I want to ask you something this morning. When's the last time that you felt like you needed forgiveness? Hey, we ain't that good. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you felt like you needed to forgive somebody? When's the last time you felt like you needed to forgive somebody? You know what that stuff does? That stuff will torment you. It will torment you. When you're bitter at somebody else, it's like drinking poison hoping it'll kill them. Amen. You see, we got got one place here. Jesus said, when you pray, He said, uh, remember them you need to forgive and go ahead and forgive them. Amen. We got another place here where Jesus says, uh, He says, listen, I forgave you. So you ought to be willing to forgive somebody else. Baptists are big on wanting grace, but they're pretty slim on giving grace. Amen. Amen. Listen, it's, it's awful to go through life under the condemnation of God. It is awful, it is awful to go through life knowing you need forgiveness and you can't find it. Amen. I want you to know at the cross the way is provided where that you and I can find forgiveness at the Lord's hand. Uh, And once we find forgiveness at the Lord's hand uh, uh, He puts His love in our heart uh, and it makes it a whole lot easier uh, uh, for us to forgive other people. Amen. Amen. I had a neighbor that a man killed his brother and he didn't come to my church. He went to another church. But I talked to him one day at the fence. and I said, you ain't going to church no more. And he said, no. He said, I'm not going back. And I said, why? He said, oh, that preacher told me I ought to forgive the man that killed my brother. And he said, I ain't going back to church no more. And I said, well, I said, the preacher told you right. Yeah. I said, you need to forgive him. But what the preacher didn't tell you was it might take you a while. Uh, you'll need God to help you with it. You'll need God's grace. You'll need God to uh, show you what needs to be done and it might take a while for you to get to that place. I, I mean, not too many people expect somebody that killed their brother to turn around right then on the spot and forgive them. No, sir. That's something that God's got to do in your heart. Amen. God's got to do that in your heart. Amen. I want you to know Jesus taught a lot about prayer. Uh, forgiveness. He preached a lot about forgiveness and forgiveness involves a person and that person is on the cross. That person is Jesus. Forgiveness is about a payment. The Bible said Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life. Look in Hebrews 9 verse 11 but Christ being come a high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer and sprinkling the unclean sanctify to the purifying of the flesh, How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Look at chapter 10 verse 4. For it is not possible... That the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. I want you to know there's only one blood that can take away sin and provide forgiveness for you and that's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Millions of gallons of sheep's blood and goat's blood and all other kinds of blood. It couldn't take away one sin. All it did just roll it over to the next year. High priest have to go every year and offer that. Do that, lay his hands on that one goat and let it go and kill the other goat. Every year, every year had to do that. And the old priest could never sit down because his work never got done. But Jesus, great higher priest, Amen. Jesus didn't give the blood of bulls and goats. Uh, he gave his own blood. Amen. Uh, uh, there's never been no blood like his. Uh, it's precious. It's powerful. Thank God. Uh, I'm glad for the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, it purchased the church. It purchased your redemption. It purchased my redemption. Thank God for the blood. Amen. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, blood of Jesus. Oh, John Rice did a funeral one day, and at the end of the funeral, he asked if there was anyone there that didn't know the Lord, wasn't saved if they'd raise their hand. And one old man raised his hand, and on the way out, Brother Rice asked him, said, sir, you're not saved? He said, no, I hadn't never been saved. And he said, well, he said, how come, sir? He said, I don't know how to be saved. I don't know how to be saved. John Rice pushed for time, the funeral going on, and Dr. Rice said, well... He said, have you heard about Jesus? He said, yes. Uh, he said, God provided him a Savior. And he said, if you'll provide yourself to the Savior, sinner, he said, the work will be done. Amen. Uh, I'm glad, thank God. Listen, I'm glad that there's forgiveness at the cross. Thank God. I'm glad that the cross forgives us of all of our sins. Uh, uh, now, we can't forget them right now, but the good thing is God forgot them. Amen. God forgot them. The cross, the cross provides the facts we need to face. The cross provides the possibility for the forgiveness we need. It's possible to be forgiven this morning. No matter what you might be, it's possible for you to be forgiven this morning. Because the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, it takes away all sin. Amen. 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 They used to call adultery, divorce, remarriage. and They used to call that the scarlet sin. Because they'd say there wasn't no forgiveness for it. And that scarlet was a stain that was so deep that, that no stain remover could take it out. So they would go to Proverbs, some other places in the Bible, and they would say that those that had committed adultery or those that had been married more than one time that they were condemned to hell. But I'm glad the blood of Jesus Christ, it can forgive murders, dope addicts, it can forgive adultery, It can forgive if you're able to ask for it. He's able to forgive it. Amen. I'm glad, thank God, that there was a blood uh, uh, that went deeper and stained deeper than the stain of sin. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm glad this morning the cross provides uh, the possibility for forgiveness. You've got to come and ask for it you got to come and ask for it. You see, there's a plea that has to be made. First John 1, verse 6 said, If we have fellowship with Him, if we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is the light, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Amen. James said, You have not because you ask not. Amen. So we have, the cross provides the facts that we all need to face. If we've never been saved, we're sinners, lost under the condemnation of God. And once we realize that, we realize we need forgiveness. We have, we have transgressed, we have sinned against a holy God. A holy God. It's one thing to sin against another Sinner. But we sinned against a holy God. But the cross provides forgiveness. Amen. Once we face the facts and once we, once we find the forgiveness, we need fellowship. And the cross provides the way for fellowship. Verse 42, Luke 23 said, And he said unto Jesus, Remember who's talking here? This is a convicted, condemned, dying sinner. Here's a malefactor. May have been may have been guilty of murder. May have been uh, guilty of theft. Maybe all of the above. But here is a condemned, convicted, dying sinner talking to Jesus. You know why he's doing that? Because the cross provides a way of fellowship. If you want to talk to the Lord, come to the cross. Amen. If you want to have a conversation and fellowship with the Lord, come to the cross, that's where it starts at. It starts at the cross. I know people, they're not saved, they don't claim to be saved. They make no profession of faith, but they talk about them and Jesus having their own thing going. If you've not been to the cross, you and Jesus ain't got nothing going. I, I, because we have to come to the cross and we have to come and face the facts. We have to get forgiveness and then we can fellowship with Him. Amen. I, you see, we have us pictured on the cross. Jesus is hanging there and He's dying in our stead. He's dying for our sins. He says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The only time in the Bible, Jesus doesn't call God his Father. You say, why? Because because he's dying with our sins. Because uh, a sinner God is not your Father. Somebody said, God's the Father of all of us. God is the Father of all of us by creation, but God's only the Father of a few of us by salvation. Amen? Amen. Amen. One of the things that happens when you get saved, one of the things that happens, at least it did with me, that automatically right off the bat, I begin to call God my Father. You say, why? Because the Holy Ghost was inside of me Bear me witness, amen. I've been adopted into the family of God. I don't call Him God. I don't call Him the old man upstairs. I don't call Him the old master. I call Him my father. He's my father. Been born into His family. It's awful to not have fellowship with God, Amen. See, sin can't stop your salvation, but it can stop your fellowship. Sin can't take away your salvation, but it can take away the joy of it. And you can get in there and try to pray, but you can't pray. You get in there and try to talk to God, and you can't talk to God. You say, why? Because there ain't no fellowship there. The line's broken down. The line's broken down. You know what I mean? You've lost connection. I was talking to old brother uh, Richard Staples one day. We was talking, we'd been talking about 30 minutes, we had a good time, and all at once the line went dead on just neither one of us, you know, was dead. I called him back, brother Caleb. He said, Hey, Brother Rick. He said, I don't know what happened. I said, Me either. We lost connection. I've had that happen to me preaching a few times. It ain't funny. Amen. But there's a war broken down. There's a war broken down. You see, there's a war broken down. But thank God, God sent a pole man and he climbed up the pole and he got the wire on this side and the wire on that side and he put them back together so that we can have fellowship with God. Amen. Thank God. The Bible said that our fellowship with the Father, Amen. First John one, our fellowship is with the Father and His Son. Amen. No Son, no fellowship with the Father. Jesus said, "You believe in God; believe also in Me." Amen. It takes both of us, Amen. Amen. If you're going to have fellowship with God, Amen. if you can't fellowship with His Son, you can't fellowship with Him as your Father. Amen. Messing both of it up. Yeah. Me and my me and my boys. We've never had too many really bad times, and I'd really forgot about this until the Lord brought it back to save my soul. I can't even remember what it's over with. But me and my younger son, we got in it pretty heated. Only time we'd ever got into it that heated. And Caleb, he wasn't a talking to me, and I wasn't a talking to him. I mean, it was pretty bad. You say, what happened? Well, he wouldn't give in. I wouldn't give in. But one day I got a letter from my daughter-in-law. And her letter and the words in it moved me to call him. And Before I could even get it out, he had sent it to and We both forgive each other. One day, one day, one day, one day I got a letter from heaven yeah, yeah. and the words in it uh, yeah. it made me want to have fellowship with his son again. Thank God. Yeah, thank you. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Fellowship. Yeah. Yeah. The cross provides fellowship. Yeah. See it's been a long time since I had fellowship with God. You can get on this altar this morning oh, yeah and God will do the repair work. And you can have fellowship with Him like you used to have. Amen. And if you're here lost today without God, if you're here lost today without God, I'm telling you, you can get saved and you can have fellowship with God Himself. You don't need a priest. You don't need a preacher. You don't need a deacon. You don't need anybody. You can go boldly in the throne room of grace and talk to Him yourself. Amen cross provides the way of fellowship brother and it's precious oh how precious to have fellowship with God oh how precious sit out in a room all along just pull up Jesus a chair just have fellowship with him it was a good day in my life when I learned in prayer I didn't have to yell at God Now, he don't mind it sometimes. But I found out I can talk to God and get it just as much as I can yelling. Amen. And there's been times that that I pulled out a chair and it felt like he never did come sit in it. But you know what? God answered that prayer just as he did the day before when it felt like he was everywhere. Because the Bible said he that cometh to God and I always quote this every day he that cometh to God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I say Lord I don't feel you today. I've never seen you Lord. I don't even hear you today Lord. But I know you are and you're a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. And here's my list today Lord. The cross provides a way of fellowship. That's right. That old dying sinner talked to the God of heaven. He said, Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom and Jesus answered him. When you come to God talking about Jesus, God will answer. He ain't answering under Buddha, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, or the Catholic priest. Or the Baptist preacher. Amen. But you come in Jesus' name that'll get the door open. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus, if I understand the Bible right, Jesus right now, He's seated at the right hand of God the Father. But the Bible said He's our high priest who makes intercessions for us. And I know He took the blood that was shed on Calvary. I know He took that blood and He put it on the mercy seat. And now we can go to God through Jesus Christ and we can plead mercy for the blood that's still on the seed. And every time God looks at us, He looks at us through the blood of the Lamb. He sees us as worthy and not as I am, thank God. Thank God for the blood. The blood provides a way of fellowship. You could have had fellowship with the Lord this morning if you didn't. If you're saved, know the Lord. The cross provides the facts. If we're a sinner, condemned to hell. We need to be saved. The cross provides the possibility of forgiveness. The wages of sin is death, but somebody's willing to pay the wages. Amen. The Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus. Fellowship is provided. The Lord make the proclamation, as I quoted a minute ago, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we don't realize it today, because we didn't live back in them Old Testament times. But you don't realize what a blessing it is, just to be able to walk into the bedroom or the bathroom or the basement or the garage and just walk boldly into the throne room of grace and find help in a time of need boy I know the angels stand around and they stand around and look down upon us and they wonder why don't we use what God's given us why don't we use the altar why don't we plead the blood why don't people accept the salvation why don't people seek forgiveness God's provided at the cross. Look in verse 43. You see, Philippians, I know Paul's talking about personal needs. And he says, My God will supply all my need need in Christ Jesus. God provides all of my personal needs through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. But God provides all my spiritual needs through Christ Jesus. The Bible said the life of the flesh is in the blood. I'm walking, I'm moving right now because if there is life-giving blood flowing through my body, When I pricked my finger this morning to check my diabetes, there was red blood that flowed out. And that red blood is giving life to this physical body. Amen but it can't give one ounce of life to that spiritual body. It's the blood that Jesus shed on the cross of Calvary that gives life to my spiritual body. And when the blood in this physical body quits flowing and the heart quits pumping, I'll still have spiritual life because I have the blood of Jesus everlasting life. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Finally, as Paul said, finally, my brethren. And he went on for about two more chapters. Amen. Us preachers, we like to circle around the landing ground a little bit before we come in. Amen. The cross, one preacher said, I I like landing. He said, I like quitting. He said, I usually do it four or five times at a sermon. Cross provided a future we need fellowship we need forgiveness we need to face the facts and thank God the cross can give us a future amen. 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 Right. Yeah. Glory. Amen. look here man here's a guy breasts away from hell right. Right. here's a guy that I mean he's 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 so close to hell he can smell the smoke amen yeah, But thank God, the cross, the cross, the cross, the cross, uh, it provides a way uh, uh, for a better future. Amen. I'm glad this morning I'm not going to hell. I've been saved, thank God. Uh, The Bible said, that old thief said, uh, Jesus, Lord, remember me. the The old devil or the old deacon, which could be both, Ain't nothing no better than a good deacon. Ain't nothing no worse than a bad. Amen. But he says, I heard them. They didn't say it right. They didn't they didn't they didn't do it right. Listen, buddy, they wasn't talking to you anyway. They was talking to God. Amen. I, and listen, God, listen, you don't God don't want you to he don't have to get it perfect right. Ever 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 T crossed, ever I dotted. You don't have to get it perfect right. To get your heart willing the work's done amen. That's why that's why people have started out through the years all the way to the back of this building they made three steps and before they ever got to the altar said one word they said I'm saved I'm amen. saved I'm saved Amen amen right, yeah. Salvations Salvation of the, yeah. Salvation the Lord. Amen. Well, the little thief was close to hell. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But he had a desire. Yeah. 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 Lord, remember me. Yeah. Lord, I believe you're going another way and we're going. Yeah. And I don't want to go the way I'm going. I want to go the way you're going. Lord, remember me. Yeah. No sinner's prayer. Right. <laughs> no, sir. No time, no time to stay on the altar for weeks on end. No time for that here. Not here. He said, Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. I I tell you just how willing and how ready the Lord is to forgive people. He didn't say, let me think about it a minute, bud. Let me do some checking. He said, today. Today. Thou shalt be with me. See, there's got to be a desire. If you think you're going to accidentally wind up in heaven someday, you're wrong. You're going to wind up in hell. Nobody accidentally winds up in heaven. You have to be saved. You see, the Bible said, He that believeth on him is not condemned. No damnation, no condemnation. To them, it's in Him. Amen. Right. Yeah. The Bible said, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's Christ that died, and Christ that for, condemns and forgives. How can you write it, charge me with anything when you can't even get to my record? Amen. God's the one that does that. Amen. Yeah. I see here, all the blessings come through the cross. That's why the devil tries to keep us away from the cross. And not preaching on the cross. And not thinking about the cross. Because all the blessings flow from the cross. And they come out at the tomb, empty tomb. And they come down to us. Amen. Did you know that 300 million unclaimed, 300 million unclaimed. Treasures, possessions are laying unclaimed by thirty thousand people in the United States of America. It's theirs, but you gotta, you gotta want it. You gotta check the records. It's there, it's yours. But can you? I thought about this. I didn't think about that. I thought about this. I think about all the unclaimed blessings yeah. at the cross. People are not not claiming. they got your name on it. They're yours for the coming, the asking, the seeking, the getting. But most people just let them lay their unclaimed. You say, what are you talking about? Whatever you need. Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. You say, where's paradise at, Brother Rick? It don't matter. It's anywhere Jesus is. Amen. Amen. Anywhere Jesus is yeah. be a paradise. Yeah. You know use used arguing splitting theological hairs over it. Wherever he is that's paradise. Yeah. Wherever he is that's heaven. Yeah. You say where are you going when you die? I'm going where he is. Yeah. You say what are you going to do? I'm going to stay wherever he is. Yeah. The Bible said I, swear, I will evermore be with the Lord. Amen. Yeah. I'm going to be with him. You're going to be with Him! Somebody says, is it a room or is it a mansion? Well, my Bible says a mansion. But it don't matter just so He's there. Just so He's there. Did you see this old thief? He got a desire. He had a, he had a change of heart. He, he talked different here on the end. And he told the other guy, he said, hey, we deserve what we're getting. We deserve to go to hell. I tell you, this man, I've been watching him, listen to him, this man ain't done nothing. He said, I believe this man's got a kingdom. You can do what you want to do. I'm going with him. And the Bible said, he said, doest thou not fear God? That old thief started to fear God. His desire changed. He said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus got the damnation off of him. He said, how you know it? He said, he's going to be with him. You can't go there with damnation on you and condemnation. And boy, as quick as he could say, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Jesus changed that old boy's destination. He was going to hell, now he's going to heaven. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I always think about when they come out with these GPS's. Is that what they call? I thought it was the greatest invention of the century. Because I've been lost more than any preacher in the world to be saved. I couldn't get across town without directions. I mean, I'm bad, bad, bad. And Cheryl Bailey bought me one for Christmas. And I'm probably here alive today because of that. And then my wife were going up a hill one day, a mountain really. And I said, look back there and see what that sign says. She said, wait a minute, there's something wrong with this picture? are we supposed to be able to read them the way we're going? Would not look back? I said, uh-oh. We're on a one-way road. We better turn around quick. We'd get lost and she'd always say, I know how to get out of here. I remember that McDonald's. There's 300 million McDonald's in every town. They all look the same. But I tell you that thing, oh, it was great. Amen. Amen. Still great. Still great. Amen. I use them on visitation sometimes. Amen. But me and Zach was going to Victor Baptist Church. He's just a little old guy about five years old. He rode with me up there and we went up to church and had that thing on and we finally got there at Victory Baptist in Owington and that woman come on. I always said that's the only bad thing about it. Now i got two women tell me how to drive. <laughs> that thing had come on. He'd say, you have now reached your destination. And Zach, he looked up. He'd always close one eye. He looked up and he said, Pop, I'd love to hear her say that. <laughs> one of these days, somewhere down the road, <laughs> one of these days, somewhere, somewhere, maybe in the home, the bedroom, maybe in a, maybe in a hospital, maybe in a nursing home, maybe on the side of the road, but somewhere I'm going to hear that sound. You've now reached your destination. The cross, the cross provides me a glorious future in heaven where He is, thank God. I'm telling you this morning, neighbor, That cross supplies our greatest need. And our greatest need is a Savior. Piano player comes, song leader comes this morning as we stand today. I hope you've been to the cross.